Now, Connect FM Sports puts every play under review with Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. One of us had an impressive week picking NFL games. Who was it? We'll provide an update on the standings and we'll take you through the Week 9 schedule. The Penguins look to be in big trouble. Is this chimps just a temporary rough patch or does this team have bigger problems than we initially thought? We'll discuss. The high school football playoff brackets are out. Brockway opens up at home Friday night. We'll talk to Coach Jake Heigel and a pair of senior players live in the studio coming up next. I'm Dave Herzing. I'm Dave Glass. And I'm Bob Anderson. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go. Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. On Connect FM, your only local news radio. Welcome back to Under Review. And uh, guys, it's a great day because we have a full house here in the studio uh, we got some Brockway players here with us and the head coach of the Brockway football team. Hey, Jake, it's great to talk to you in studio tonight. Yeah, thanks for having us. We appreciate you coming in. And gentlemen, uh, Reese Yoner and Jendi Quello are here with us tonight and uh, making their radio debut, I, I, I assume, right? Yeah, uh, yes, sir. All right. Straight from practice, too, I yep. hear. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to start you off, Coach, with a, with a question here. Um, so you guys are playing the Union AC Valley. I know that you played them once before this season, and uh, that game didn't turn out quite the way that you expected. Um, talk about, like, does that fuel your kind of motivation for this week, and, and what did you learn from that game that you can take into the, yeah, the game Friday? Um, I, I think that these guys, it, it's not uh, very difficult to get them hyped up for this game because, um, like you said, it was a disappointing loss early on in the year. Um, it, the, as far as game planning goes, I mean, we, we, we look completely different than we did um, when we played them the first time. And we really look at our schedule as, as more of a building block test to get us to the playoffs. And the wins and losses during the regular season aren't a huge deal. So we, we get really excited when we get to see a, a team the second time around uh, come playoffs because we feel like we can have a good game plan for them. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to throw it to you guys. Reese, I'll start with you here. Um, so I understand you're the fourth of the honors to come through the Brockway program, correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so great. Um Talk about what it's like to carry on the family legacy and, and um, you know, like, what's it like being a senior, you know, leading the squad and stuff like that? Talk about your role on the team. Uh, definitely it's hard building block being the last year honor. And my brother's always pushed me since freshman year, like going into eighth grade, he said, hey, you're going to be starting as a freshman. As a freshman, I was thinking to myself, like, I didn't see it happening, honestly. <laughs> like, I was worried about it being going in freshman year and injuries happened I ended up being the starter and that built a lot of character for myself personally and I saw myself as a leader since sophomore season and it's just rallying all the guys get them ready for playoffs yeah you have a lot to live up to there too so I'm sure your brothers you know keep a thumb on you yeah, there yeah, too um Jendi I wanted to ask you a question there I know that you've had a had a good season rushing the ball and um you know I saw you ran for what 95 yards against them last time does it help play in a team that you've already played? Like, do you kind of know what to expect coming into Friday night? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like the first couple runs of a game are usually those runs that you might not just be 100% sure about. And whenever, as you play in that game, you get a feel of how a player is going to react to a certain move or how he's going to play or how the blocks are just going to develop on the line. Um, so when you get a kind of a full game against a team, you get to see that. And uh, now you kind of know what they like to do, the tendencies they have, and you can prepare yourself better for those type of moments. Coach, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the kind of the season at large. I mean, you've had some ups and downs, more ups than downs, of course, but uh, the only game I've been had a chance to watch was obviously the Dubois game because I did the radio for that. And uh, I think we can fairly describe that as a little bit of a ragged game. Big win for you guys, no doubt, but yeah. I think both offenses would say that they left something on the field that night. So what what kind of improvements have you seen? What, what in, Anything in particular that's really changed since then? Because you've really put up a lot more points since then. Yeah. First of all, we want to thank Bob for, for always having our back here as a Brockway grad. We want to make sure we brought him some gear and, and have, like <laughs> to hang up in here. But, um, you know, again, uh, that Dubois game was we look at it as a rivalry game. It's a toss up. Um, you know, we take out of it what we can, but at the end of the day, it's an emotional high and you, you've got to come back down from it. As far as what's changed, um, I, I mean, reps, I, that was early on in the year. That was week two. We have guys playing at totally different positions than we did then. Um, we're kind of flowing as an offense and we don't, we don't really look at it at who's the best player at each position, more so who plays the best with each other. And I think that right now we're starting to get to the point where you're seeing uh, our group really progressing to the point where uh, I look at us as a district championship contender uh, solely based on the, the, the growth we've had during the season. Well, obviously, you're going to have to take it one game at a time. You're, you know, it was unfortunate. I think that was probably your most frustrating loss, probably to Union. Got to take care of business. But then if you get past them, you've, you've got a pretty big test potentially next week. You know, you talk about being a district champ. You'll have your hands full potentially with that. <laughs> yeah. And again, um, you look at the, the matchup between us and AC and the matchup between Keystone and Port Allegheny. And um, those are the usual suspects when, you know, whether it be semifinals and finals for, for district championship and Port Allegheny is a very well-coached team. They have a very physical front. They had 2000 yard rushers. And then Keystone all, also has a, a very, very good player in Nellis and they're well-coached as well with, uh, with their offense. They run with Todd Smith. So those are two very, very competitive teams that I think, um, you know, we're, we're excited to see either one of them. Um, I know our guys would like to go on a little bit of a revenge tour and see them um uh, see port allegheny again as well but that's just because there's a bit of camaraderie with us and the port allegheny crew too i mean their players um you know are friends with our players and we're friends with their coaching staff so hey guys i wanted to ask you both something not really football related more like your season could be winding down here in the next few weeks or you keep keep going on i, I hope you go on it'd be exciting for for brockway for you kids as well what are some things you're going to remember about brockway football your senior year any good things that you can take away from being a rover um well i would say that this season is probably the most the most memoric season that we have had so far this year especially because we've been with coach heigl since our uh freshman year and we've kind of just used every year as a building block. And, you know, we've made relationships with all the coaches where we can, like, talk to them. Even if it's just a personal problem or anything, we can talk to them and rely on those guys to help us out with whatever. Um, they've been great coaches to us, and they've been putting us in the best position. So this season is kind of just the the final product of all that hard work. And we feel like we have a very good opportunity of making a run. And, you know, we're always just staying appreciative of everything that we've been given to this point. 
Henry, same question. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Uh, it's special playing in front of Brockway's crowd. Everyone comes out. You play for your brothers and the community that, and the players before you. It's definitely special. I'm going to miss the coaches. That's my favorite part. I've been with Coach Heigl, Coach Frankie, Coach Benazou since my freshman year. They've been coaching me up, and it's just going to be special, especially for four years, and they've been coaching me up. And definitely just eating with players before a game, like the bond that I have with every teammate is just so special, man. It's definitely most of my miss. Don't start the emotional stuff yet. We've got a long way to go. Too early for that stuff. (laughs) Well, talk about uh, what's going on at the school this week. Like, is there a little bit of a buzz because it's a playoff game, a big pep rally scheduled, anything like that going on? Uh, Our soccer team, our girls' soccer team, credit to them. They're going to play in the district finals uh, tomorrow. And we're going to have a pep rally for the football team and the soccer team. So we're ready to pump them up. But we're just taking it as a normal week and just taking it week by week going into playoffs. Great, great. Jenny, I want to ask you a question. I never played football, but I like to watch it. And I've always wondered, Is uh, and I know you've had a lot of success running the ball, how much of that is the offensive line? So this is Reese, too. How much of this is the offensive line and how much of this is you finding the holes? Uh, well, my way of looking at it is until I make contact with the defender, that's all offensive line. Because, I mean, they create holes for me all the time. They did last year. Last year we had a great all-line. And the thought coming into this year is that our whole line was leaving because we had such big guys that were just going. And this year we had a lot of guys that just kind of stepped up. And like I said, there's a lot of times in a lot of my runs that, you know, I give myself credit where credit's due, but they're very large holes and I'm just able to get through them and just make big plays out of all the things. I'm just appreciative of all of them. They uh, they work their butts off every week, and at the end of the day, I do get them donuts for every 100-yard <laughs> rushing game. Well, there so. you go. I, well, I think we found the Steelers problem, guys. It's the <laughs> offensive line, you know, right? Um, Coach, um, can you talk a little bit about, like, does this preparation – look different this week than it normally does do you approach this any differently being a playoff game yeah i mean it's a it's a brand new season where last year we got in we were six and four and um you know we had had some some tough losses and we kind of preached to them that you know we're the underdog and and this year i feel like it's you know the tough losses that we've had our guys understood um that it was a kind of measuring stick for where we needed to be when we see these teams again. So at the same time of, you know, it's the same preparation, there is a different buzz. I mean, it is a new season. It just takes a a little bit of magic to make a run. And if the ball bounces your way every once in a while and you're well prepared, there's no reason that you can't be playing into December. And uh, I think that if you get guys to buy into that, uh, there's there's no reason that, um, you know, that you can make that run. So uh, with this senior group, though, I don't have to do a lot of, of motivating. I mean, they motivate each other. They motivate the young group. And I think um, they've what they've done this year to keep guys on track with, you know, even the, the tougher losses like AC or even coming back down from the Dubois game, I think is a credit to them as seniors and, and their development as, as not just players but people. Very good. Before I ask you the last question, I'm going to ask. I want to clarify. I'm I'm not a Dubois grad. I'm actually a Clearfield guy. So uh, I'm I'm definitely you know pro Brockway this week. Go go Rovers. Um, 
And uh, so I, I wanted to get that out of the way. But I, I see this picture you brought in here. Or you guys brought that in, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so talk to me a little bit about Tony. We see Tony all the time. <laughs> they wanted to bring him in. Well, Tony <laughs> Tony texts me almost every single day and says, what game are you going to tonight, Dave? What day? What, you know, every, and all summer when I'm umpiring and stuff. So tell me about how cool it is. I see he's basically he's probably your number one fan. Yeah, Tony's definitely our number one fan. We have him on the side. We had him on the sidelines for our last home game on senior night. He definitely is a big supporter. He's always calling us, worried about the game. He asks us game plan. And if someone gets hurt, he's calling. He's just a number one fan. He's pretty fun to have around. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I believe they you guys carried him off the field against Dubois when we yeah, won. We so I think that photo is from the Dubois game. Yeah, yeah, he was which is funny because I believe he's a Dubois grad. So when us winning that game um and watching him get carried off was awesome. But um, you know, Tony is such a supporter and and to watch the guys light up and and uh, run him off the field is pretty special. Yeah, it's funny with with Tony. Um, he actually came over to some of the uh, Pee Wee football when my son plays for for the Renegades, right? And Tony would always give me beef because Brockway beat Dubois, <laughs> and he knows I'm a Penn State fan, and he knows I'm a Steelers fan, and everything else. And Tony would constantly show me things on his phone that when Penn State lost, or you know, if Franklin would say something stupid, which he does a lot of the times, yeah. which is another story. <laughs> but uh, he's he's a huge supporter of you guys. I heard so much about your team from him, and I think. It's wonderful that you are, are so inclusive with him and allow him to be a part of your program. It just speaks volumes to the type of program that you're running, Jake, sure. but also speaks volumes to the type of kids that you're coaching. I, I've known you for a long time since you've been a little boy. Yeah. You got a good head coach and learning the lessons that he's going to give you and, and imparting those as you get older and whether you go to college or wherever you do, you're going to be set up for a lot of success. And hopefully you have some success here you know, on Friday night against uh, you know a, a team that you probably should beat, and I hope you do. I appreciate that. Really appreciate it, Hers. Really appreciate you as a friend. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, you have any anything you want to say? Anybody listening? You want to give a shout out to? I know you know it, this isn't like TikTok or or anything like Snapchat or whatever the heck you kids do, but this is old school radio, so somebody's going to be listening. So give a shout out. Uh, shout out to my mom. I just love my mom. Uh, <laughs> you the man. Yeah, shout out to my brothers, my family watching. All right. Well, we get we last question for you guys, and we really appreciate you taking the time coming in and joining us in studio. It's a real treat for us. Um, we get tired of looking at each other sometimes, <laughs> right? But uh, what are you guys planning to do? I know it's a little early yet. Do you have plans beyond uh, this year? Do you see football as being a part of your future at all? Uh, I'm definitely highly considering it, but I'm gonna play it as the season ends. And if I can't, I can't, but I am trying to play college football. Great. Uh, my goal has been to play college football, so um, I'm looking forward. I'm, I've been trying to look into a couple schools, and uh, I would just probably end up going with the best option that I have. And we, will we see you guys on the basketball court or the – the the wrestling mat or anything like that or uh possibly on the wrestling mat this year okay oh, yeah. all really? right good 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 to hear I'm I'm just sticking to the weight room there you <laughs> go <laughs> all right well gentlemen thank you again for uh, Dave and Dave and myself it's really been a pleasure talking to you guys this year and we wish you all the best Friday night hey thank you very much for having us sure so it's been our pleasure uh, when we come back we're going to talk a little bit of penguins here stay with us as we continue under review sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping
Clearfield County voters, Election Day is Tuesday, November the 7th. I'm Tim J. Winters, Republican candidate for county commissioner. I will bring my years of business, government, and community service experience to the office of county commissioner. My goal is to move Clearfield County forward and make it a place we are proud to live and work in, as well as providing safety and opportunity for our children and grandchildren. I'm Tim J. Winters, and I ask for your support on Election Day. Paid political ad paid by Tim J. Winters. The numbers say it all. 65% of Americans' shopping budgets are still spent in-store, and 61% shop at local businesses because of their unique products. Plus, small businesses employ almost 60 million people, and 56% of workers at locally owned businesses have high commitment scores. What do all those numbers mean? That shopping small and shopping local benefits you and our community. So get away from that keyboard and shop in person and local at businesses today. The Day Spa of Dubois on Brady Street in downtown Dubois. Junk Dealer's Daughter, located on West Long Avenue in Dubois. Day Spa 10, across from Luigi's on Brady Street in Dubois. Winery of Wilcox, on Beeline Highway, across from Wendy's. Merle Norman Boutique, located on Brady Street, across from the Dubois Public Library. And Infused IV Bar, located on Midway Drive in Dubois. Sunny 106 and Connect FM. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. Partly cloudy tonight with lows around 26. West winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Mainly sunny tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 45. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night. Lows dip down to about 29. Partly cloudy Friday. Clouds on the increase by Saturday. Highs in the low 50s. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Currently, it's 37. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Hearts out late. A short-handed goal with 11.9 seconds to go. Oh, that was a heartbreaker, guys. I I've seen a lot of tough losses before, but man, for a regular season game, that one was really hard to take. It was. It was a really, really tough one because it, number one, I felt they absolutely needed to win it just because of the standings. Number two, they're better than that team, and number three. As we've seen them do a few times this year, they dominated huge portions of that game and still found a way to lose. And when I say found a way, this is pretty unique. I can't remember a team getting a five on three to end regulation and somehow losing because you give up a shorty. That's just weird. Yeah, the post game when I was watching afterwards, you know, these guys obviously have had so many big wins and so many tough losses. And it's early in the season, obviously. There's no, we're not even at 10 games yet, but they, they looked really dejected because they knew that they they blew that. You know, and hey, all these points matter. Every single point matters just as much as the next one. So you got to get them when you can, and they, they let it slip away there. Yeah, so uh, I looked at this statistic today that has them at a 31% chance of making the playoffs. I know in October, they're actually dead last in the Eastern Conference well, I was just right going to say, right now yeah. they are dead last in the East. Now, I will say the West 
is far more stratified. Like the bottom of the West is really, really bad. The bottom of the East is is pretty competitive, but it you know it is, as I've heard said before, it's getting late early in and the NHL is there's the old adage that you know most of the playoffs are determined by Thanksgiving. Very rare that you see a team come out of nowhere and. They're not even close. I mean, they have six points. The top of the conference has seven. You got 17, 14, 13, 12, 12, 11, 11. They're way behind, and it's going to be, they're going to need to go on a real run. And here's the worst part that was the easy part of the schedule. Yeah. Most of the teams they've played and lost to weren't in the playoffs last year and probably won't be this year. And they go on the road for their longest road trip of the year here coming up. Yeah, it was it was really frustrating when they won when they beat Colorado, you thought, "Holy cow, there they are. That's yeah. that's who we're, that's the team we're hoping to see." And then what happens? There it's just a strange that team every single year for the past few years, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, and that speaks volumes. It kind of comes back to, we were just talking about this off the air. I, I just saw uh, when I was reading before coming on, Jari has an 893 save percentage, right? That's, I think the third worst in the NHL. And that's with two shutouts. Yeah, and he has two yeah. shutouts. <laughs> so he's, he's not reliable. And he's so inconsistent. Uh, the, the, the additions that they brought in, Carlson in particular, Carlson's been fine. But he could do more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just, you know, I don't, he hasn't shown me the, the type of form he had last year. Well, before we get to that, I, I did want to bring up a couple statistics that might surprise you guys. The Penguins are actually fourth in the league and expected goals for at even strength. They are second in the NHL right now in shots. They're only trailing the Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes have one extra game than them. But look at where those shots are coming from. Right, and that's the thing. Are they just getting unlucky here? I mean, or is it they're they're settling for shots They're getting a little bit unlucky. I mean, the other night, how many crazy saves? I mean, there was that game. There was another game earlier in the week where I I probably counted six or seven, not just high danger chances. Like, that puck's got to go in. There's been a couple times I've been like, man, this team should be up 5 nothing after one period, but they don't. And then it does seem like, and Malkin said this, and I agree with him, it seems like they press, they press, they press, they make one mistake, and it's in their net. Yeah. They're not getting the timely save. And it's not just that they're giving up chances. They're giving up breakaways and two-on-ones and, and just humongous defensive breakdowns. Like, I, it wasn't even two-on-one. It, it was in the in the zone. And Latang came too far up, and they kept it in, and they just shot it down behind him, and the guy basically had a one-on-one with the goalie and scored. I mean, that's the sort of thing you just can't have. And <clears throat> pardon me, I know they're getting older, but I look at Boston. Boston lost. Yeah. The, I thought they had their whole heart and soul ripped out. They're 8-0-1. Mm-hmm. They're 8-0-1. They have a plus 15 goal differential. It's like they just plug and play, plug and play. They always have young players coming up, and that's what we don't have. Yeah, I mean, you know, when they when they mortgage their future, you know, to to make runs, that's you're seeing that kind of right now, you know, laid bare. Uh, their bottom six is brutal too. Yeah, I mean, you know, no any, points from the fourth no. line. Well, the fourth Honest. line's brutal. The third line's yeah, been it's better, coming to be around fair. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Pio Joseph Joseph was so bad, he's been basically strapped to the you know, the press box. Well, that's what I want to ask you guys. We only have a couple minutes left, but what can Mike Sullivan do here to change the fortunes of this team? Is it something schematic or is it something personnel wise that he can do? Well, he's going to have to shuffle their lines. I mean, Raquel, I'm a Raquel guy. He's been horrible. You're going to have to shuffle something around. Maybe switch him and rust. I don't know, but you know, Crosby looks to me like he's a step slower. He, you know, he's not as dominant. And look, this is expected. I mean, that's no slouch, you know, slander to say he's 36 years old and he's not going to, he's going to slowly go down over time. 
I, I, I kind of said before, I didn't think that they were going to be able to get the same production from him and Malkin. They got let Malkin's off to a great start, but I, I, I'm still right where I was six months ago. They should, they should start stripping this thing down. Yeah. I mean, if they continue to lose, I, you know, I'm, I'm never one to, to just, you know, blow it up, especially when you have you know, players like, you know, that they're top four, they just right now, I mean, they're not constituted all the enthusiasm I had going into the season that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've got enough sampling now to see that they're just consistently inconsistent. And I think that's going to stay that way. If they get into the playoffs, maybe they can make some noise. But you keep losing these early games like this. That's, I mean, you're going to pay for it at the end of the season, and that's what's happening to them right now. They have to do something about that power play. Yes. It's just abysmal, and I cannot take another cross-ice pass that gets picked off. They just keep throwing these passes. It's like they're looking for the tic-tac-toe play. Carlson needs to take charge of that power play and just rip it and get somebody in front of the net and simplify that power play. When they're play. at their best in past years and other teams around the league, there's more motion. Like that five on three, they all were pretty stagnant, and that was kind of a bad sign. And I know they did score earlier in the, in the game on the power play, but they need to be more active. You look at the really good power plays. They're just going, you know, they're constantly shifting around, making the defense react. It's a problem. Yeah, it, it's gotten to the point. They're going to have to start listening to the fans when you go to PPG. Shoot, yeah. shoot, everybody's yelling, shoot. And they are shooting the puck, but they're not They're not good shots. I mean, I know when they lost the other night, I mean, they were blocking shots. I get all that. But, I mean, you got to create space. I mean, you, like you just said a second ago, you've got to move. You, I mean, you've got to be moving your feet, and they are not. They look like they're skating in quicksand a lot of the time. And times. they're all deferring. They all want to defer. The only one who shoots is Malkin. Carlson needs to he, – he needs to be the guy who's in charge. He needs to be the quarterback that's what he was brought in to yes. do but uh anyhow uh last week was a big week for one of us picking nfl games who was it and how much did that person gain in the standings we're going to find out here when we return we're sponsored by smith lawn and landscaping we'll take you through the week nine schedule right after this it's brian kilmeade hi everyone do not miss a minute of the thursday edition of the brian kilmeade show look at this roster of guests dave mccormick the self-made multimillionaire West Point grad who wants to become the next senator from Pennsylvania within seven. Jordan Belfort, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street, has got a book out, wants to tell his story. Mark Thiessen on 2024 and more. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 9, 99.7 and 96.7. Connect FM. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you use insulin or have had hypoglycemic events, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Keeping your eye on the ball is the key to playing sports well. Let Wise Eyes coach you into sturdy shatter and contact-resistant eyewear. 
Whether your child plays sports, you love extreme sports, or you work in hazardous construction zones, you need sharp vision while protecting your eyes. Dr. Lineski is a leader in clinical eye care and takes the time to explain your eye test results. Proud to support local sports programs, Wise Eyes has served our community for over 20 years. Come and strive to boys and at mywiseeyes.com. I'm Dan Kennedy, and this is your Connect FM local youth sports beat. Sponsored by Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons and by Dr. Greg Lineski. The final regular season week of District 9 high school football on Friday night had the Brockway Rovers getting a 42-14 win over Cameron County. Holidaysburg beat Dubois 44-23. Also Friday night, Brookville a 35-6 winner over Ridgeway. Punxsutawney shut out Union AC Valley 33-0. Clearfield with a 44-33 triumph over Chestnut Ridge. And Kerwinsville finishing the regular season with a win 36-28 over Tussie Mountain. Coming up in District 9 High School Football Playoff Action, Friday night, it's the Class Single A quarterfinal round. The 7-3 Brockway Rovers will play Union AC Valley, their record 5-5. That game will be Friday night in Brockway at 7 o'clock. You can catch all the action on affiliate station Sunny 106. In the Class 2A semifinal round, Brookville, with an 8-2 mark, takes on 5-5 Carn City. The game will be played Friday night in Kane. The Class 3A championship game will be played between 7-3 Punxsutawney and 7-3 Clearfield. That matchup will be in Dubois Friday night at 7 o'clock. For the Dubois Beavers, they finished the regular season with a 4-6 record and will advance into the sub-regional playoffs among Class 4A teams. Their next opponent will be the District 6 champion. Now turning to boys' soccer playoff action, on Monday, the Class 3A championship was played, and Bradford came out on top 2-1 to one over the Dubois Beavers. That was the third straight District 9 championship for Bradford. Also on Monday, it was the Class 3A championship for girls' soccer, and Bradford and Dubois faced off in that one as well. Bradford winning 2 to nothing. That makes it the sixth consecutive championship for the Lady Owls of Bradford. In girls' soccer playoffs on Tuesday, the Class 2A championship for District 9 was played, and Clearfield got a 4-0 shutout victory over St. Mary's. That's the second straight title for Clearfield. Now turning to girls' volleyball playoff action on Tuesday in the Class 2A semifinal bracket, Monotaw beat Punxsutawney 3-1, Kane shut out Cranberry 3-0, setting up a Monotaw and Kane championship match. In the Class Single A semifinals, Elk County Catholic advances with a straight sets win over Cowdersport. Clarion Limestone gets into the championship as well with a 3-2 decision over Oswego Valley. That's this week's local youth sports beat on Connect FM, sponsored by Dr. Greg Lineski and Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing.
It's week nine already, guys. The time just keeps on a flying by, but uh, got to give props here, first of all, to Dave Glass, who had a heck of a week last week. I think he started 10-0. and 0. Yeah, at one point I was 10-0. Yeah. And, 0. And, and you finished the week uh, only two losses, 14 right? 14-2. and two. Yeah, well, you were... I couldn't get any separation from you. You went 13 and three. Um, and and they, they didn't have a bad week. He went 10 and six. But yeah, it all came down to that that Jets Giants game, which I we, we were texting each other and I'd given that up for a loss because yeah. I'd picked the Jets. And because uh, they got the ball back with 24 seconds to go on their own 25 and somehow got down there and kicked a field goal. And it's like, and yeah, then right. I started looking at the box score and, and we talked about this off, offline. The, the Giants had negative net passing yards when you take the sacks into consideration. I mean, how's that even possible in the NFL? Yeah, we said the lowest since 1970. Craziness. So. And now we got another week of crazy games, guys. But uh, this is a tough week. This is a really, is tough, a really week. tough week. I mean, this is of all so far this year. For looking at this, this is going to be. One of the, I'll be happy to go 500. Yeah, this, week. this is going to be a much harder week. I will say. Just to get everybody up to date, Bob with the 13 and three is at 79 and 41. I'm two games back now at 77 and 43, and D is three games behind me at 74 and 46. All right, and I'm going to need help with the survivor pick this week too, guys. So, um, still in the in the pool in my league. There's nine teams left still. Four teams are on by this week, by the way: San Francisco, Detroit, Jacksonville, and Denver. Yep. The tough games start right off the bat tomorrow night, and we'll let's start we'll start with that one, Dave. Tight, Titans at Steelers. The Titans are three and four, and the Steelers are four and three. Somehow, this this is this is one of those games. I don't like Thursday games to begin with. I don't like Thursday games when both teams are beat up like this. But you know, I, we're sure that Tennessee isn't starting their normal starter at quarterback. I think Levis is going right. Um, interested to watch that kid. Yeah. Uh, rookie against Steeler defense, not a great matchup for them, perhaps. We're not yet sure if Pickett's going to play. I think he probably will, but um, Fitzpatrick's definitely out. Pittsburgh's beat up. This is the worst time I think they could have had a three-day week. But, all and I don't believe in Pittsburgh's offense whatsoever, and last week just confirmed that. Having said that, if I've learned anything over the last 15 years, this is the game they always win when everybody's like, they're, oh, they're done, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Chris Berman used to say, nobody circles the wagons like the Bills. And I'm saying now it's nobody does it like Tomlin. He always finds a way to win these. So I took Pittsburgh. I'm not, I just did. I don't know why. Well, we know who D's going to pick. Go ahead, D. Hey, stairway talk is the best talk. <laughs> Loyal sons know that. But there's two reasons why I'm taking stairway over the Titans. One, the, the second reason is the most important. But the first reason is this. I was sharing this with you guys. D sent this to me. The lowest passing t- touchdown percentage in NFL history, minimum 500 passes. Number one is Gary Huff. Number two is Kenny Pickett. Gary Huff is at 2.03% and Kenny Pickett is at 2.04%. So out of 500 passes, 98% of those passes aren't touchdowns. And yet what? And that, that's, that makes you take him. Why? Well, I, I'm taking him because of the defense. But the <laughs> second reason I said Dave is the most important this weekend, because Levis got in the game, Levis is a maniac for one reason. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. So I decided ah. I was going to try putting mayonnaise in my coffee. So I sent it out to the Loyal Sons, and I, I taped it. I actually have it on my phone still. I don't know what Will Levis is doing because it clumped up and it was completely nasty. So stare away by 50 in this one, only because of the mayo in the coffee. Oh. I don't like mayo or coffee. That's was, like the worst thing ever. <laughs> Maybe together it'd be better. I it don't was know. horrible. You should have seen it. Well, Levis did have an impressive debut, so that mayo must be working. Oh. But, uh, you know, the Steelers' defense hasn't been all that good either, guys. I mean, they're giving up a lot of yards per game. I think they're second in the league in, in yards allowed. 
The only thing that's keeping them afloat is the play of, of Watt and Highsmith and the turnovers, turnovers. 15 turnovers. Um, anyhow, I'm with you, Dave and D. I, I, the Steelers will find a way to win this game. It'll be ugly. We'll hate the offense and we'll hate our lives They'll for watching it. They'll probably get four it. turnovers. But yeah, <laughs> they're, they're going to somehow win this game. All right, we got the Dolphins and the Chiefs in Germany here, D. Uh, six and two Dolphins, six and two Chiefs. Well, is Taylor Swift going to be there? That's mm. that's the big question because if she's that is there, not the big question. Uh, it, it is for <laughs> Lonnie knows it, we're Swifties, man. I, I'm a converted <laughs> Swiftie because of my daughter. But um, honestly, I picked the Chiefs. Uh, they had an absolute stinker against the Broncos. Uh, they're better than that. Um, I just. I don't know why. I just I I can't bet against Mahomes. The Dolphins are for real, obviously, but uh, I just think the Chiefs kind of get you know back on the winning path, you know, winning here. Well, this is a huge litmus test for me for the Dolphins. Are they for real or are they not for real? This is their chance. They've struggled against good teams. They haven't beat a good a good team yet. Um, but I'm gonna take the Dolphins in this one. Everything tells me to take the Chiefs. But the Dolphins are the more talented team. You take Mahomes out of this, and the Dolphins are the better team. You're exactly right. If, and really, I, I think it's more of a litmus test for Kansas City. They lost a, that bad game the first week to Detroit, and you know they lost this week. Their offense is not what it was. They don't have the playmakers. You're, you're 100% right. It seems it's, it's Mahomes and just a whole bunch of, well, let's see what we can throw together. I, I said this when Miami played Philly, and I was wrong. But I still think this is the game that Miami really comes out and kind of shows something. If this was in KC and the weather was terrible, I might feel different. When I saw it was in Germany, I was like, hmm, I don't think there's an advantage here for either team. And I think Kansas City's better. Or, I mean, Miami's better. Okay. Wow. Okay. So the two of us against D again. That's it. I got to make up some ground somewhere. Let's go. Let's go, Chiefs. <laughs> All right. We got uh, two four and four teams here Minnesota at Atlanta. And I just have to say, it must be really hard to be a Vikings fan. Oh. My, my father in law, Mike, I am so sorry. Uh, that you have to endure this. But just when things are starting to look up for them, they lose their quarterback for the season. Um, so this is a battle of backups this week. And you never know what you're going to get from, from the Falcons week to week, but I'll take them at home if, as long as they can keep Jordan Addison off the scoreboard. Well, and, and I, I feel the same. You know, there's a lot of Kirk Cousins haters out there, and they're about to find out what it looks like when you don't have a competent quarterback because I'm not saying Cousins is elite, but I did think he was still top 10. And now they don't have that. And with him out and Jefferson out, oh, I – I don't think it much of Atlanta, but I really don't think of anything of Minnesota now. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, this is this is the game that people will be watching on the red zone, and that's just about it. It's the Hall and Heineke show, backup versus backup. Uh, I'm taking just to your point, Bob. I'm taking Atlanta only because they're at home, but neither of these teams are any good. Speaking of not being very good, the Cardinals one and seven travel to Cleveland. They're four and three, Dave, and and just just I'm sure we're all going to take Cleveland, but would you guys take this as your lock of the week? But go ahead, Dave. Well, I, I think I already used – yeah, we used Cleveland, I think, last week. Well, I week. haven't. I'm, I'm debating this game or the Saints game. Yeah, so. I, I guess I should – if we're still doing that, I don't even know where I would – Well, I need help with my poll. I, you know, I probably would, Bob, because I just looked down through here and there's just not a lot of great options um, at all. It's either them or the Saints for me. Yeah, I could – but Chicago's been feisty lately. But anyway, we'll get to that game. Mm-hmm. Cleveland – they're weird because they they've had they have you know Miles Garrett's having a great season at times their defense looks otherworldly 
But what is going on with their quarterback situation? Deshaun Watson doesn't seem like maybe may, either he doesn't want to play or all the doctors have it wrong and he's hurt and nobody seems to be able to figure it out. But having said that, Arizona is not good. They're just not good. Cleveland's at home. It's going to be cold and rainy, and it's going to be just what Cleveland needs, I think, a nice sloppy game, and they'll probably win like 16 to 10 or something, but I have to take Cleveland. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns too. Uh, I, this would be my lock if I were you, Bob. The wise guys know more than all of us combined. I mean, there's, the spread's almost eight, so, you know, I – yeah, hey, and you're not picking against the spread, right? For, no. Okay, no. so th- there you go. Um, Kyler Murray's not going to be back. Um, I don't know when he's coming back. Well, that was a question. I thought he I was thought questionable. He was healthy, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's not. He's not coming back this week. Um, and, and I think Dave, you were saying about Watson. Watson got paid. He got the bag. The, you know, I mean, he's got that. That money is guaranteed. So hey, yeah. I mean, what's the incentive now? You know, he's never going to get back to the form that he had. I mean, I mean, remember a few years ago, people were talking about him as one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And then looking at, I mean, it's insane how far he's fallen. Well, I, I, I'll take the Browns and I will make it my lock of the week. There so you go. thank you. All right. We got the Rams three and five at Green Bay, two and five D. You know, I'm actually going to uh, pick the Rams, uh, but I, the I want to watch this game because there's rumors Sean Clifford might be in the game. Mm. So I'm really excited about that. Jordan Love has been just as bad as you can possibly be. It, it's hard to understand. It, he, I mean, the, the, he had time to develop last year, and he just isn't developing as a quarterback. He, he looks lost in the pocket. Um, so it'd be really cool to see what Sean Clifford could do, but I am going to pick the Rams in this one. Yeah, these are two bad teams here. The yeah. Packers have lost four games in a row. The Rams have lost three of their last four. Stafford's probably going to be out with the thumb injury. Uh, to me, this comes down to, does Stafford play? If he does, I like the Rams. If not, I'm taking the Packers, but I will take the Packers. It's Wednesday night. I don't think they're going to lose four. I was going to say, I got, I got jammed up by the San Francisco thing last week, the same way. So, yep. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams. Um, I didn't hear again, didn't realize about Stafford injury, but look, I don't, if Green Bay is talking already about getting, getting away from love, that's a terrible sign. That's a terrible sign because it's going to, you know, his confidence is probably already a little shaky, but it just shows, you know, drafting and scouting is art, not science. You know, yeah, he should be developing. Not everybody does. And the, the good teams figure out how to cut loose quicker than everybody else. But yeah. It's a tough one because I don't like taking teams in the cold in Green Bay that are dome teams, but I just don't believe in that Packers team. Uh, the Commanders three and five at the Patriots two and six. Two more bad teams playing here, and uh, the Commanders they're they're selling. They're they're trying to tank, I think, yeah. and um, gave up uh, Chase Young and 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 Montez Sweat. Uh, Hal looked good last week, but. Um, I don't know. When when you take two bad teams, I'll take the home team. So give me New England. Okay. Well, I'm in the same boat. I Washington selling like this really made my mind up because they did that, that was a big trade, the young trade. So I don't believe in New England at all. I think their offense is pretty bad. I don't think Mac Jones is any good at all, but um at least they seem to be trying to win and Washington seems to not be trying to win now and it's at New England, so it, but this is the one game this week I have zero interest in seeing any of it. I don't care about either of these teams. 
And yeah, but I'll take New England. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots as well. Their offense is what 31st or something in the league, which is, and it seems worse than that. I mean, yeah, it's they're just so hard. Like the Steelers, just like I'm glad them. we don't play them. Yeah, because that would be a three really to two. boring It'd game. Be three, three to two, two to two, tie. You know, but uh, no, it's this is this is just an abysmal game. Um, you're right. It seems to me like the Commanders are, are in tank mode. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Patriots. We got the Bears two and six at the Saints four and four. Dave, well, I, they would be my lock, the New Orleans team. Oh, now you, know, you got me double thinking here. But well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out of it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I, again, I don't believe in Chicago. They seem to have quarterback controversy. I saw there've been com- you know, Collinsworth was taking shots at Fields, even though he's out. And um, New Orleans at home, dome team. You know, if this was in Chicago, probably closer. New Orleans has been a strange team. They're up and down, but they, they have the potential to be really good. Yeah, along those lines, I'm going to take the Saints as well. I didn't know this. That's um, one of the fun parts of this show is you, you, you read these cool little stats about these teams. You're just like, oh, that makes sense why they're 500. They're top five in total yards um, in the NFL, and they're top 10 in scoring defense. So that, that's why they're winning games. Um I just think they're a better team. The Bears are wildly inconsistent, but they are kind of fun to watch. They're It's a goofy team, but, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, I'll take the Saints, too, and Derek Carr's coming off his best game of the year. Yeah, he's looked good. Yep. We got the Seahawks 5-2 and two at the Ravens 6-2. and two. These two teams are almost like mirror images to me. Um, maybe the quarterbacks are a little bit different. D, what do you got? I, I'm, I'm going to take the Ravens. Um, I, I really like them this year. I, I think they're playing really good football. Uh, the Seahawks are a very inconsistent team. Lonnie knows better than anybody. Geno Smith this year, it's it's like he's gotten worse. I don't know what – last year he was phenomenal, and then this year it's like he, he's kind of regressed, which I didn't expect. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Ravens at home. And anybody – when you have Lamar Jackson, you have a chance to beat anybody. I, I love watching him play, even though I'm a Steelers fan. Well, speaking of him – the, he is 17 and one in his career against NFC teams. Wow. 17 that's and one. I'm not sure what it means, but it's interesting. Well, I think it means that they, they haven't seen him, so they don't know how to game plan him. Maybe they, they just don't know what it's like to play against him. He's a unique character. Uh, and the Ravens to me might be the best team in the AFC. I'm taking the Ravens. Ooh, interesting. Hot take from Bob. I, I have, I'm on record as saying as long as he's healthy, they're really tough. As soon as he gets beat up, they're not as good. He's still healthy as far as I know. I do like this Seattle team, I, I but I, I do think Baltimore will just grind them into the dirt, especially if it's cold and rainy in, in Baltimore. We got the Buccaneers 3-4 and four at the Texans 3-4. and four. I think it's my turn. Uh, the Bucs have lost three in a row, and the Texans have lost two of their last three, including one to Carolina last week. Yay! Uh, yeah, good, good <laughs> pick there. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Texans aren't quite as far along in the rebuild as we initially thought, but... Um, I think Tampa's desperate for a win. They've had a couple extra days to rest, so I'll take Tampa. Tampa? I'm taking Tampa. I I think we all got fooled because we're Steelers fans by the way they beat up on Pittsburgh, and I think that game said more about Pittsburgh than it said about Houston. And uh, some of the results from Houston since then have not been particularly great. He is still a rookie quarterback. He's going to have ups and downs. It's not that Tampa Bay is any kind of great team. This is another another game between two teams that aren't going anywhere, but Tampa. Yeah, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I think Baker Mayfield has a nice bounce back game. He's, he's fun to watch. I actually have always enjoyed Baker. You know, I, it, we always t- laugh about quarterbacks with moxie. Baker Mayfield certainly has moxie. Uh, Stroud, I think, is learning. Um, he doesn't have any time, though. He's getting sacked too much. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm picking Tampa Bay in this one. 
All right, we got the Colts three and five at the Panthers one and six. You going with Panthers again, Dave? No, no. Indianapolis has been awfully frisky, better than I thought. I can't see. I mean, look, maybe Carolina has two in a row in them, but uh, they're going to have to prove it to me. I'm taking Indy. Yeah, I'm going to take Indy. I, this is one of those games I say it all the time. The NFL is so weird. The marquee games and the, and the really good games are so engaging. And it's when you're sitting there on a Sunday night or whatever, and there's a, a matchup that you've been waiting for, it's it's phenomenal waiting all day for Sunday night. But this is not one of those games. I'll take Indy only because they've lost – what is it now? They they lost two or three – I think they've I lost – I don't have that one. Yeah, but I think they've – so I think they're due for a bounce back. Yeah, well, there won't be any they winless lost three teams. Straight. Sorry, they lost three straight. Yeah, there's no winless teams now. I'm going with the Colts, too. We got the Giants, two and six, at the Raiders, three and five. Two dumpster fires. Yeah, this D. might be even worse than the Washington New England game. It, it, it is. I'm so excited to watch this game because the Raiders are such a mess. I, the stories of how Josh McDaniels got fired are phenomenal. I would love to be in that locker room right now to see what's going on. And Jimmy Garoppolo, one, I'm tired of hearing about how handsome this guy is. Every single commercial you see everywhere talks about how good looking this guy is. Listen, man, go model and do something else because he's certainly not a quarterback in the NFL that deserves to be starting anymore. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders. Yeah, I'll take the Raiders too, only because uh, I think they can do better than minus nine yards or whatever it was last week. Well, that's that's what I was going to go to. That Giants had a net of negative nine yards, as we talked about, and they're not the biggest dumpster fire in this game. The other team just dumped their coach and GM. How does that even happen? So yeah, and by the way, guys, we're picking all the same picks, which is really scary to me. But um, yeah, I'll take Vegas as well. Uh, we got Dallas five and two at Philadelphia. We got a good game here. This is one of the best rivalries in the NFL. Denver or Dallas looked really good last week against the Rams. The Eagles to me are looking more and more like that team from last year. So uh, I'll take the the Eagles in this one. I, I just think that Philly's just a little bit better and they're at home. Yeah, the home thing. I think if it was in Dallas, I might go the other way. But, you know, you can always count on Dallas, it seems like, to, to mess up in a big moment when you really need them to. And I'm hoping that'll happen again. So uh, I'm going to take Philly. Yeah, it's easy to root against the Cowboys, uh, but easy to root against the Eagles too. But um, the Eagles, I think, right now are just firing on all cylinders. They're a better team than the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys fans, you know, they love to remind you that they split with them last year. The Eagles rested everybody in that game. So that game really doesn't matter at all. I, I think the I think, think the Eagles win by 10 or more points. I, I just think they're that much better right now than the Cowboys. Well, you got another good one on Sunday night. The Bills 5-3 and three at the Bengals 4-3, and three, Dave. Well, what happened the last time these two teams yes, played? I yes. mean, this is, this is going to be a very, very emotional game for everybody involved, but especially for Hamlin. Um, and, I, you know, obviously we just hope everybody gets through it healthfully. That, that game was scary. Um, Cincinnati showed me something last week. I mean, they went out there and really took it to them. Uh, I, I got to go with Cincy because Buffalo, you want to talk about inconsistent. I don't know what Buffalo is from week to week, and I don't think they do either. So maybe they'll go in there and put up 40 points, but they're going to have to prove it to me, Cincy. Yeah, I, actually, I read something here this week talking how Cincinnati is in playoff mode every single week because they had such a slow start and they're they're fighting to because uh, they can't afford losses. Uh, I, I right now I think Cincinnati based uh, this past week they looked phenomenal. They really they, they I mean they really did. They showed me a lot. Buffalo, to your point, has been so inconsistent. Josh Allen, I don't know why he gets such a free pass because he hasn't been that great this year. Um, I, I actually think since he wins this uh, by seven. Wow. Uh, well, Burrow's definitely back. He he threw what twenty eight of thirty two last week. Yeah, against three a really touchdowns. Good team. Yes, against one of the best defenses in the league. But 
I'm going with the Bills in this Ooh, one, there just we go, because finally. the NFL is so unpredictable, and um, when you think you got a team figured out, you don't. And then we'll finish it up Monday Night Football: Chargers three and four at the Jets four and three. D. I'm going Jets. Um, they're riding high. They're playing good football, which who could have ever thought that they would be this type of team when they lost Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I see you over there, Dave. But uh, it's honestly, I, I can't believe they have a winning record. But yeah. that defense is is keeping them in games, and you know, I, I just you know the West Coast teams coming out east. It, the Chargers are always one of those teams that they come out and they they lay an egg, and I think they're going to do that here. Well, on Monday night, I like the Chargers. I like their talent more than the Jets, although I do like the Jets coaching better. Well, here's my thing: the the Jets held a team to minus nine yards. We've talked about it, and should have lost the game. By all rights, they should have lost that game ten to seven. I can't believe in a team that plays like that. The Chargers are worlds better on offense. I am fascinated. to. W- I don't normally watch too many Monday night games. I, I am going to watch this one because I'm always interested to see a really good unit against another really good unit. This game's all about Chargers offense against Jets defense. Who can win that battle? But I'm going to go with the Chargers. All right. Well, we're going to take a 30-second break, and we'll be right back. Under Review is sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Well, guys, this is going to be a short segment here. Are you looking for your next career? Sorry about that. Um, you know, over the weekend, we heard the tragic news. Adam Johnson, a former Pittsburgh Penguin, played for the team for a few years in the AHL, mainly 13 games with the team. He was killed playing hockey um, in England. The opposing player's leg came up parallel to his neck, cut his neck, and he ended up dying from from the blood loss. Uh, this was a tremendous tragedy, guys. I wanted to get your take on it. And you know, I think should the NHL do more to be proactive with neck guards and protective equipment? Yes. And I'm going to say this. Every major sport has this problem. I mean, I'm going to go back to NASCAR. When Dale Earnhardt was killed, they had three accidents prior to that that showed that they had a problem with the cranial uh, area and they had a device that would save lives and they refused to mandate it. Three people died and they didn't do anything. And then the big name Earnhardt died, and now we're going to fix it. And now it's just a part of life. We've seen this with football equipment. We've seen this with helmets in baseball. And certainly exposed skin and hockey with these super sharp blades. It's not that hard to put a wrap around your neck. I know everybody's like, oh, it's changed. It's uncomfortable. I'm sick and tired of watching leagues wait until somebody gets seriously hurt or dies before they do this. Well, they're actually going to institute it in some minor league hockey organizations. I just saw that today. Uh, they're going to have neck guards available. I guess they're going to be um, kind of like a harder, uh, they were describing them, and I, I'm losing my train of thought here, but essentially they're just going to be neck guards. Like a turtleneck that it's like 
you know, protect him. Yes, it's good. Yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly it. So I think that that's a step in the right direction. Uh, I would assume that some players um, are probably going to be averse to this. I mean, you got guys out there that don't wear face shields. They're nuts. I, I just don't understand it. But I, anything to, to you know to prevent a tragedy like that, I think, is a step in the right direction. I unfortunately watched that video. Oh, I wished I hadn't watched that I video agree. because I'll tell you, oh, it was just awful watching that. He and he got up which was crazy. He got up. I can't believe that. I mean, you yeah, just don't see that in hockey. And there's actually questions of whether or not there, this guy could be charged this, which this I player. think is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, that is, yeah. I agree with you, Dave. I, you know, I can't imagine, I don't know who the, what the player's name is, but yeah. you know, it's it just, can you even imagine how he feels? Well, he, he is a goon. They yeah, said that he on. led I that mean, league. That's, in too, that's, that's a minutes. bridge too far for me. Unless he said that he was going to go do it, or you've got concrete evidence. It's a sports accident. It's terrible, but that's it. But I'm just thinking, you know, the NHL, this is the same league that didn't, the goalies didn't wear masks for how long, you know? I know. I, when we were kids, well, maybe not you because you're young, but, you know, I remember, I think it was Craig McTavish was yes. the last one without yes. a helmet, and he was still playing when I started watching. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? So, yeah, I, it, it, don't even get me started on it. And, and this reminds me of the Sabres goalie, you know, uh, Clint Malarchuk. You remember that incident where he was cut in the neck yeah. and had to? He actually survived, but he had but to. That's get why right they didn't change the any, anything because yes. he survived. Yep. that's that's what I'm well, saying. And also, and I hate to say it, he's also Clint Malarchik. You know, if it happens to Connor Bedard or or Alex Ovechkin or some, you know, if it happens to a, a premier star, there's going to be. It's you know, unfortunate. It's yep. just kind of the way it is. And you know who did wear a neck covering was Wayne Gretzky. And, um, you know, what was he, he afraid of? He couldn't even touch him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I think Mario did towards the end, too. Yeah. All right. When we get come back, we'll get lost. And uh, we're sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. Stay with us here on Under Review. Gain a fresh perspective on investing with national and local award-winning guardian planners. Listen to Sound Money Management Tuesday mornings at 8.35 featuring Chuck Johnson. Check out Chuckonomics at guardianplanners.com. Honey, I'm home. How'd shopping go? Great. Look at this handcrafted jewelry and designs by Flying Owl Beadworks. But this book from Claire Kreiner, a local author, and these cool, high-quality vinyl stickers that are dishwasher safe. But they're great for water bottles. Honey. What? Did you go to Dubois Feeds? Where do you think I got all this cool stuff? Oh, the pet food and birdseed is in the trunk. Dubois Feeds, home of from pet food and so much more. With curbside and drive-thru at West Dubois Avenue. For 26 years, Dubois Feeds. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. 
And we're back, and D, you're back to give us your Get Lost, and uh, we always think of you with this segment when you're not with us. I love Get Lost, hashtag Get Lost. Being back is the best, as always. Uh, Lenny Anderson says, hashtag Get Lost to the Steelers complaining about the refs. My brother D and Dan Dennison both say, hashtag Get Lost. I know you're not NBA fans, guys, but to James Harden, I agree with that. He's washed, hashtag Get Lost, James Harden. And I agree with Lenny. Thank you. I'm a Steelers fan, and the belly aching was awful. Try getting a first down in the first quarter, and then you can complain about the refs. Um, I get you stole all our thunder, Lenny. So hashtag get lost to Lenny. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, but I I agree. Look, I'm the official of the group, right? And I thought that was in such poor. Look, they had a bad first half. The referees had a bad first half. Good teams overcome that stuff. That's the way it goes. And they also got a great call late when they they upheld that fumble that was very iffy. So it works out if you're a good team. Forget about the refs. Worry about your own game. Yeah, and get lost to Deontay Johnson, too. He was the biggest bellyacher of them all. In the first play of the game, he drops what would have been a huge play to start the perfect, game. Perfect so. call, perfect throw, and he missed it. And yeah. Tomlin was chirping at him, too, which yeah. is kind of cool. Hashtag get lost to mayonnaise and coffee. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And hashtag get lost to November. Guys, this is my least favorite month of the year, I got to tell you. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it either. So, and I don't like cold weather, and I don't like turning back the clocks. So, hashtag get lost to people surprised that there's snow. We live in Pennsylvania. People <laughs> are like, oh my gosh, there's snow. You know, and hashtag get lost too. I know um, people that I love that the Pennsylvania hunters. I think it's great. But my goodness gracious, it's like a, a photo shoot out in the woods. I see people on Facebook <laughs> like with 30 pictures. Hashtag get lost to that. All right, we got to get lost. Thanks for joining us. Good luck to all the high school teams this weekend. We'll see you next week. Go Bison.